Welcome to Crash Chords Autographs. Today, Matt welcomes Brooklyn Burlesque producer and performer Anya Keister. The producer of D20 Burlesque, Anya is the first Crash Chords crossover guest, in that she has now appeared on both the Crash Chords podcast and on Autographs. You can hear us tackle her album pick, Beat the Champ, by the Mountain Goats in CCP episode 161. Today, however, is a special episode of Autographs, because Anya is coming on to promote her upcoming show, D20 Burlesque Tribute to Podcasts. Matt, a.k.a. DJ Stormageddon, will be a special guest DJ for this event. Listen to Anya discuss the inspiration for the show and the kinds of podcasts Anya listens to. Also hear about the performers, some of Matt's favorite acts and how they came to be, and about Matt and Anya's work in the 2016 Nerdlesque Festival. The host of performers for the D20 event will include Anya Keister, Iris Explosion, CD Edie, Triple J, Fancy Feast, MX Macabre, Ravenessa, Legs Malone, and a special duet by Mary Sin and Johnny Caligula, with Gogo by Taylor Sweet. And of course, your host, DJ Stormageddon, manning the soundboard. So without further ado, here's presenting Matt Storm and Anya Keister. And welcome to another episode of Crash Chords Autographs. My guest this week is the one and only Anya Keister. Hey, it's me, again. <laughs> again. Um, for those who are fans of the Crash Chords podcast, Anya is our first transition guest. She started on that show and brought us the Mountain Goats, and we reviewed that on that podcast and chatted with her a bit with John and Steve, and now she's joining me on Autographs for a one-on-one interview, so thank you for joining me. Oh, thank you for having me. Um, we are here with special purpose, and we'll get to that, uh, I guess, up front and chat about that and then go from there. Um, so you reached out to me, I believe tagging me on the good old Facebook, mm-hmm. because uh, you are doing a very interesting show at the end <laughs> of May. Yes. So um, I run D20 Burlesque. Yes. So that is, at this point, I want to say I think it's the longest running nerdy monthly burlesque show in New York City. Uh, and when you, we just hit our five year anniversary in March. Oh, cool. So after five years of doing monthly shows with different themes, you start to run out of things. I imagine you, you, you can't start doing like chair, a uh, uh, tribute to chairs burlesque. Yeah, and everyone yeah. do chair acts. I don't One know. could, but it's, it doesn't hit that like nice nerdy <laughs> spot, sweet spot that you're looking for. So, uh, when I was talking to some other performers, we were just coming up with ridiculous ideas for what they would want to do acts to, and the concept of podcasting came up. <laughs> and you uh, don't say. Yeah, so we were sitting in a diner, and they're just like, "Oh, Anya, can you please, please do a podcast burlesque show?" And I was kind of like, "I don't know, uh, is that even possible?" But um. You know, when I was laying out the shows for the rest of the year, there was an open month where it could happen. So we're going to try it. Let's hope people show up to come see it. Well, I mean, I'm really excited about it. I think that it, it'll it be a lot of fun. I'm excited to be a part of it. I'll be DJing it and um, be bringing a playlist of Crash Chords Greatest Hits, not the actual episodes, the <laughs> songs and albums we featured in. So um, I'm excited to do that and en- engage with the audience that way and be able to talk about my show a little bit. It, it's just, you know, 
it I always love the twenties way they take on interesting things and like you you do very big pop culture stuff, but you also do you know lesser known or more interpretive stuff. You do a greatest hits show where you talk about like your favorite acts, and so mm-hmm. I, I like the way that the calendar runs for you guys and the way you'll kind of take on anything. Um, Tell me a little bit about the performers we're going to have. How many performers are you going to have in the show? So there's going to... I'll be hosting. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's going to be eight performances. One of them is going to be a duet, which I am super excited about, uh, as well as go-go dancing. So eight acts and go-go dancing. So I have no idea what the show is going to be like. We shall see. Uh <laughs> I mean, it, it'll be fun. That's for sure. Yeah, it's going to be totally fun. Um... Sometimes with these with these shows, I'll know beforehand mm-hmm. kind of what they're coming in with. I will have seen the act before, and I'll be like, oh, I want that in my show. There, as far as I know, there was only one of these acts had been created prior to the show happening. So these are all people that are creating these acts purely. This will be debuts, debuts, debuts. That's amazing. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it's it'll be a... Everybody come out and see the show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, can we get a little taste of some of the things that we'll see? Like, let's talk about go-go dancing. So I've seen lots of interesting go-go dancing performances and different mm-hmm. go-go artists. Can you tell us a little bit about who's go-going and what they'll be doing to fit go-going into podcasting, which might be even trickier than the full acts? Yeah, so our go-go dancer for the night is going to be Taylor Sweet, who has been with D20 for a while. Okay. She is fresh off a burlesque break, so she'll be coming back. This is her first D21 uh, coming back to us. Originally, she had reached out to us because she wanted to do Welcome to Night Vale, which when we did a Welcome to Night Vale act, she go-go'd as all the different interns from the station, <laughs> so, which was really, really great. But we already had a Welcome to Night Vale act in this podcast burlesque show. So uh, I talked with her, and she has come up with the idea that she's going to be go-going as the nerdist. Oh, nice. What that means, I will not giveaway. That's uh, <laughs> In my brain, I just picture her coming out dressed as the different uh, hosts of the show. Um, for those who don't listen to the Nerd, Nerdist podcast, it's hosted by comedian Chris Hardwick, has co-hosts comedian Jonah Ray and Matt Myra as well. I'm a huge fan, and so like, I'm actually connected with them on Facebook, so if she's actually hosting, uh, rather, go-going as the host, I'm going to need photos of that to share with them. I think they would get a kick out of that. I mean, I think we should share it regardless. Well, for sure, of course. Yes. Uh, just, well, and that's a tricky thing, is I don't know how much I should be giving away about sure. these. I did, um, I did send a very cryptic tweet to Paul F. Tompkins. It did not get a response. <laughs> but I did send a, a tweet to him saying, how would you feel if someone did a burlesque act based on you, uh, one of your personas from a podcast. and <laughs> No response, but uh, exclusive, there's going to be two Paul F. Tompkins-based burlesque what? acts. First of all, I love Paul F. Tompkins. I mean, everything he does, like from Thrilling Adventure Hour to being a guest on Comedy Bang Bang to um, his own podcast, The Paul F. Tompcast, which has the best name ever. Um, I've just always been a big fan of him and his comedy, so... Have, have you listened to Spontanea Nation? No, what's Spontanea Nation? <gasps> Spontanea Nation is one of my favorite Paul F. Tompkins podcasts. It There's is... so many. <laughs> oh my god. It's amazing. It's He does a show where the first half is they invite a guest on and they have what they call a free-form conversation. Uh-huh. So it's not an interview per se, but it's a just kind of like what we're doing here, okay, basically. Cool. Where you sit and they talk for a little bit of time and then what it is is he brings four improvisers onto the show 
and they do um, a one-story improv where the the person who just did the the freeform conversation gives the location. Oh, and cool. then and then they just do an improv like a radio improv for like forty minutes. That's amazing. It's really really funny and it's wonderful, delightful. And uh, I'm also a huge fan of Olive Tompkins. I have a separate story we could talk about that. Um, but one of the great things about it is that uh, one of my favorite things about listening to him doing podcasts is. He rarely shies away from laughing into the microphone. Yeah, absolutely no bones about yeah, that. Yeah, he tries to hide it, but, you know, it's really great to hear. And so this is an improv show where they're sitting around a table just looking at each other, doing this improv, and there's so many times where he breaks and just and starts laughing. That's great. <laughs> it's a really good one, so. Cool, that's awesome. I'll have to check that out. So yeah. there are two Paul F. Tompkins. Tom, 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 blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Paul F. Tompkins acts. That's amazing. Yes, yes. We'll be doing. Uh, there will be some comedy bang bang, yes. as well as some thrilling adventure hour. That's amazing. Yeah, I don't want you to give up too much of the ghost for the mm. acts if people, you know, don't don't want people to know. Um, mm. Though there's one performer I saw on the bill who's a, a fellow podcaster who I adore. Mm -hmm. uh, her name is Legs Malone. It is. And she's in the show as well. Um, I'm curious about, if we can talk about it, what kind of act she's going to be doing. So I just recently saw her this past weekend when we were in a show together, and I talked to her about it. I don't wanna I don't wanna give away too much okay. because she's still kind of figuring out exactly what she wants to do. But yes, it's true. So she does a podcast called Lunch with Legs. Which is wonderful. Which is wonderful, which is another kind of conversational podcast where she interviews burlesque performers, sex educators, comedians, all kinds of people. Um, and uh, I mean, she's just a wonderful, very calming lady to listen to. So That's it's a great true. podcast to listen to. Uh, so when I was putting together D20 burlesques, burlesque tribute to podcasts, uh, I reached out to her because I thought, hey, you have a podcast. Right. Do you want to do a burlesque act about your podcast? Uh, and she was really into it, uh, which is super exciting because although she's a very established performer and has a lot of stuff, uh, she doesn't really fall very much into that nerdlesque category, right. which is the thing I'm actually really excited about this show because I have several performers that I don't think would ever get to perform a D20 burlesque. Right. But they can for this one. Yeah. Uh, so I was really excited to get to have her. Uh, if things go according to plan, it's an act that will be super meta. Excellent. I love super meta. Podcast meta to Pod the extreme. <laughs> I mean, it's getting pretty podcast meta at this point. I yeah. mean, we're recording a podcast about a podcast show. Yes. With podcast acts. So yes. it's pretty meta at this point. Yeah. The, the one thing I am sad about is that there was another burlesque performer who also runs a podcast who uh, I asked to be on the show, but she's actually producing her own show. Mm -hmm. uh, that night, uh, Lillian Bustle. Oh, yes, I adore her. Yeah, so She's she... actually old school friends with my wife. They've known oh. each other for a while, and so I got acquainted with her recently because they reconnected at... They were We were at the Parkside Lounge at, for a burlesque show. Oh. I mean, you throw a rock in the air and it hits a burlesque show at the Parkside Lounge. Yeah. There are plenty of them. So I don't remember which, mm -hmm. but we'd run into her. And she's great. And I, I love her podcast. Her podcast is wonderful. Yeah, her podcast, Body Podcast, Which is awesome. And a good play on words. Yes. To boot. Uh, yeah, so I wanted to try to get to have her on the show, but she is... 
a producer herself. Yeah, yeah, so, so it's sometimes hard, but uh, heart goes out to Lillian. Yes, and we love you, Lillian. I want to have her as a guest <laughs> at some point, too, because I think a podcast about body positivity and just just what, you know, just everything she's done, like uh-huh. her TED Talk and all this cool stuff she's done, like, I really want to talk to her about that stuff. Yeah. Um, because it's, you know, it's important. And, you know, I try not to talk about people's rights and stuff in the media because I am a tall skinny white dude so I don't you know I'm about as privileged as they come so you know I try and be delicate with that stuff but I love talking about it and getting it out there however I can and supporting you know people who are trying to make a statement and get their voice out so yeah no she's great I just actually semi-recently got back from Montreal where Mm -hmm. we were uh, at the bagel Expo, the Bagel Burlesque Expo, cool, which was Montreal's first ever all neo burlesque festival. That's uh, amazing. Yeah, so we rode the train up together and the train back. Oh, cool. Yeah, eleven hour train ride. <laughs> yeah, as I recall, I saw photos of you and Nasty Canasta in like gift shops on the internet. Was that was that in Montreal? That was in Montreal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we uh, the theater was kind of in a shopping area, so we did our tech. And then we went to go get food uh, with D- another performer, Dale Stones, out of mm-hmm. Boston. So we went to get some food, and then she had to get a lighter for her act, and I wanted to get like some water and stuff like that. Yeah, so we were walking around Montreal drugstores together, and we, or or pharmacies, as was the, somebody pointed out to me on Facebook. In Montreal, they do not call them drugstores; they're called pharmacies. Oh, well, excuse me. <laughs> I know. Geez. Yeah, I, I believe the photo was subtitled um, "The Nasty Canasta Starter Kit." Yeah, uh, we found. Just one of the end caps of this pharmacy had um, a Frozen hat, as in the Disney show Frozen. So it was a hat that had, like, the picture of the girl on it. But then it had this long orange, like, hair braid. Uh-huh. So you could look like, I forget which character that is. Uh, uh, Anna, I believe. Anna, yeah. So you could have, like, Anna's braid. But when we held it up to Nasty's hair, it was, like, pretty much the same color. <laughs> and then underneath it was this, like stretchy, really bright patterned dress. Uh, so I was like, hey, Nasty, this is like your starter kit. And so, and yeah, I asked yeah, if we could take nice. a photo. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I have to say that being involved in the burlesque industry like I have been, and like, it's funny, I, I only started referring to myself as a DJ like in the last six months when I've been doing it for like four years. Yeah. But it's one of those things where it was for a long time just Wasabosco and then just Wasabosco and Roar. But now like I'm working with so many different burlesque producers and shows all over the city so I made a page about for it and like I've been promoting it separately and promoting it harder and it's just like it's such a great positive fun and funny community yeah um like uh, a good friend of yours I actually uh who produced a show last night I worked for uh, Miss Cherry Delight oh, who yeah. I'd never worked with before um I say good friend because Anya and Cherry <laughs> did makeup for mine and my wife's wedding. Yeah, yeah. Um, which which allowed me to get more acquainted with 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 uh, Miss Cherry Delight because I hadn't known her that well beforehand. But she mm. had reached out. Apparently, her sound guy bailed, and so she needed Aww. someone. She reached out to me on Monday, as of when we're recording this. So time is wibbly wobbly. But <laughs> but and she's like, "Can you do the show tomorrow?" I know it's last minute, and so I was able to, and I had a blast. I got to meet Shane, who I'd never actually worked with before, and. Um, Pearls Daly was there and, oh, and, and uh, Bettina May, you know, and a bunch of performers I'd never met before, like uh, Mini Crisis. And so it was, mm-hmm. a, it was a great show. It was a Ouija board show. It was a haunted burlesque show. Oh, it was like a seance one, right? Yeah. Like a comedic seance. And uh, it was cool. hosted by uh, Carla, who had her puppet whose name I'm forgetting now. <laughs> 
but who is very creepy and very funny. And uh, <laughs> it was a fun show. I had never been to Bizarre Bushwick either, which is where the show was. Mm. And so that was that was pretty cool. And so shout out to Miss Cherry Delight, hopefully future guest of the podcast oh, as well. There you go. I'm just going to round up all the boys <laughs> one at a time. I'm going to collect them like trading cards. Well, as I like to say when I'm hosting that... Uh, for us performers, we're often very vain. So if it's not pictures of ourselves that we want to look at, listening to ourselves speak on end is also delightful. Yes, <laughs> that's true. Um, so let's let's shift gears back to the show a little bit. Okay. So you mentioned before, obviously, after our tan before our tangent rather on Paul F. Tompkins, that mm. there are two different acts. So you don't have to give away who's uh, what the acts are about if we want to keep it a bit, you know. Um, auspicious, if that's mm -hmm. the right word. If it's not, yell at me in the comments. And um, But can you say who the performers are doing the acts? Yes, totally. So uh, there's a performer who he will be making his D20 burlesque debut. He's okay. been performing for a while, but it'll be our fir his first time with us, uh, Triple J. So he will be doing a very much beloved comedy bang bang character that is voiced by Paul F. Tompkins. Now, that's not even giving anything away. Like, cause cause he does like eight different characters. <laughs> if not if, even if more, more. probably. If not yeah. even more. So he will be doing a character from Comedy Bang Bang, and I'm so excited for it. Uh, and credit to Triple J, when he first pitched me the idea, he's like, oh, well, I can just come out and we can do an interview, and then I'll disappear, then I'll come back as this character, because <laughs> that's what they do on Comedy Bang Bang. And I'm like, well aware. Uh, but uh, I think we'll just have you do the because <laughs> I think if we did that, this show would be super long because uh, I'm sure a lot of people would want to talk. Yeah, it's probably. Podcasts. It's I mean, podcasts. that's what podcasts, yeah. most podcasts are talking of some kind because what else do you do on a podcast? Exactly, exactly. The other one we'll be having is I'm also very excited about. Um, it is going to be a duet uh, with Mary Sin and Johnny Caligula. Yay. Yay. So they are going to be doing uh, Thrilling Adventure Hour. <laughs> Uh, doing Beyond, uh, Beyond Belief. So oh, Paul amazing. Tompkins, Paget Brewster. I love Beyond Belief. Thrilling Adventure Hour, I, I got into very late after it had been running for a long time as a podcast. And I, I have trouble picking my favorite show. Beyond Belief is up there, but also Sparks Nevada, who, which is a show about a space cowboy, yeah, is yeah. also one of my favorites. I love Thrilling Adventure Hour because it really feels like an old school radio show. Yeah, totally. And Paget Brewster and Paul F. Tompkins in particular and Beyond Belief are so good at just playing like these posh upper crust characters who are just so ridiculous. It's so true. Have you have you only watched any of the movies that the characters are like light, lightly based on? No, I haven't. I oh, uh, I want to say ooh, it's the thin man. Okay. Right, because I get there's 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 the third man, which I think is the Orson Welles film, and then there's the thin man, which is a series. So what it was is it started off as one film, and it is this married couple. Who they're they're like it's a comedy it's comedy of sorts but they're uh, they drink a lot and that's the joke that's like the whole <laughs> the joke, joke of the show is that like they're this couple that's very witty and charming and loving and like they solve mysteries uh, but they're always drunk all the time <laughs> and so like uh, I, I'm fairly certain that's what Beyond Belief is drawing from as a gotcha. source material yeah but uh, Beyond Belief is so great and so wonderful and I'm really excited about it because uh, I had seen. I don't know, months ago, uh, some performers or burlesque-adjacent people who did a Beyond Belief Halloween costume. I think I saw that. It's someone in our friend circle, because I think I saw that, too. And yeah. I was like, <gasps> Yeah, I know. I flipped out. I'm just like, ah! Beyond Belief Halloween costume. And so when this came up, I was just like, oh, I wonder if I can find that those people. Yeah. And I don't even know how... I don't know if it was Johnny 
or Mary that came to me to say that they wanted to do it. But as soon as it was said, it was like, yes, 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 yes all caps, yes, 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 exactly. please, please, please. So. That's excellent. That's really cool. Yeah, I, I actually got to know Johnny and Mary Sin a lot better after Nerdlesque Fest. I had not, I had known Mary peripherally and um, Johnny had met a couple times, but um, I ended up, uh, because I'm a sap, my wife was away that weekend and I get depressed when my wife is away because I'm a loser. <laughs> and um, so I had been confiding in Sarah Tops, who's a delight, and her husband, and um, about how I don't want to be home because then I'll be miserable. And she's like, well, come out and hang out more. And so every time I was out, so was Mary and Johnny. And so I got mm-hmm. to get to know them a lot better. And they are awesome, sweet people. And I still think that her Mary Sin's Daredevil, uh, not Daredevil, I'm sorry, Deadpool act mm-hmm. might be better than actual Deadpool and anything <laughs> else. I'm just saying. No, it's really good. It's a, it's a wonderful kind of, once again, meta burlesque to an extent, yeah. which is, works so well when it's a meta character like yeah. Deadpool. Uh, I just got to book that act for uh, D20 Burlesque's new show at Lucky 13 Saloon. Oh, nice. She, so it was she was the first act of that show. Oh, cool. So she kicked it off, which is only fair because Mary Sin has that long history with yeah. Lucky 13. So yeah. I was excited to get to start off that with that Deadpool act. That's very cool. Talking a little bit briefly about Nerdlesque Fest, which you were a part of as uh-huh. well, and you did one of my favorites of yours <laughs> because it's just so ridiculous. So um, for those who don't know, Anya has a Dolores Umbridge act. <laughs> Act. Um, where did the idea for that act come from? I mean, you know, Dolores Umbridge, of course, if you're a Harry Potter fan, you know, um, is the character everyone loves to hate because she's terrible. But um, is she a character you're always interested in doing an act for? Or did it kind of come out of nowhere? It kind of it kind of came out of nowhere. So it started with, I got booked, this was probably like five years ago, um, I got booked to do New York Pinup Club's Harry Potter show. Uh-huh. So this was back when New York Pinup Club was doing burlesque shows still regularly. So I got booked for it, and a bunch of other performers were already doing very, like, you know, uh, Danger Doll was in it, and she was doing, like, The Owl. She's doing Hedwig, and she did, I think she did another one. Hazel Honeysuckle was in it, and she was doing, like, McGonagall and all this other stuff. And I was trying to think in... There was already a bunch of Harry Potter acts out there, and I was trying to think about, like, who was a character I could... I did a Snape act. Oh, my gosh. I did this <laughs> Snape act to Cold-Hearted Snake by Paula <laughs> Abdul. And, like, I love it. To this, like, I've never gotten does, a chance to redo it. Does does uh, Nasty Canasta know you do it to that song? Because, like, we've had hour-long conversations about Paula Abdul together. Really? So, yes. No. We're both obsessed. She didn't get Slight tangent, uh-huh. and I'm giving up the ghost a little bit, but me and uh, Nasty have been obsessed about how we can get um, Opposites Attract at, uh, by Paul Abdul as a burlesque act, because have you ever seen the music video yeah, for that? MC yeah, MC Scat Cat. And we want her to be Paul Abdul and then someone else to be MC Scat Cat. I think on the podcast we cast Evelyn Vinyl. Oh, that's but, fair. But, but if you're volunteering, Anya, I mean... I, this is Nasty Knesset, if you're listening, I'm raising my hand, I volunteer as tribute. I would love to be your MC Scat Cat. So, um, yeah, because I've always been obsessed with that song and that video. I mean, Cold Hearted Snake pretty much taught me that at least that early, that I liked ladies because that's a very hot video and that's she's very hot in it. Very sexy video. Yeah, and so like, I was like, oh, those parts work. Well, that's good to know. <laughs> uh, um, you know, I, I it took Sugar Ray from, um, from uh, or not Sugar Ray, it took Mark McGrath from Sugar Ray to teach me about the other things I liked on the other side too. But, uh, <laughs> but that's a story for another day. Yeah, um, yeah. But no. so, so Dolores Umbridge, so you, yeah. so you had a Snape act um, 
Is there a reason you well, didn't do it for this show? No, I did do it for that show. Okay. So it was each performer oh, I was doing two, two acts. Got it. So I did Snape, and I was trying to think about what's another one I could do, and I kind of thought about Dolores Umbridge. Uh, so I went back and I was I watched the movies and I was trying to figure out how I could combine the duality of her character of this very sweet, soft-spoken, very feminine woman, and then also this like disciplinarian villain, evil lady. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I came up with the act, <laughs> which is of course a a, a uh, dominatrix act, which. I think when that reveal happens, it's probably some of my favorite moments in Nerdlesque Fest history. It's just the watching the faces kind of go, oh. And of course you do it to Closer by Nine Snails, which I feel oh like if there's a soundtrack to, to, to Dominatrix, that, that would probably be one of those tracks. I feel like that's kind of like Dominatrix music for dummies. Right, like yeah, like yeah. that song comes on and you're like, oh, I see where this is it's going. going. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's a really fun act and I love it a lot. Uh, luckily this year I'm getting to perform it more often and performing it. I'm gonna get to go perform in Chicago uh, next week and things like that. Uh, but, but one of my favorite things about the act is that after I perform it, people will almost always come up to me and be like, you know, I hadn't thought about it, but she is totally a top, right? And I was like, yeah. There you go. It's, it was there the whole time. Nobody just thought about you it. You just so. plucked it out of the air. Exactly. And, and brought it to the stage for all your entertainment. So, <laughs> Unbelievable. That's that's so great. Um, I had a blast doing the Nerdless Fest this year, and I'm looking forward to doing it next year. Uh, me and Lefty have already talked about me being the sound guy, the DJ for Nerdless oh, Fest. Awesome. So that's really exciting. Um so let's go back to the show and talk mm -hmm. a little more. So um, thinking about podcasting, and so I love my wife very much. Um, this is a preface, it sounds like, because I'm going <laughs> to expose her for something. So she she hasn't she doesn't listen to a lot of podcasts. She mostly listens to NPR, which is technically mm -hmm. podcasting. Yeah. So my question is: Is there anything NPR related in this show? Yes, to a degree, okay. slightly, kind of. So uh, earlier when I was talking about that there's, as far as I knew, only one act that had already been made beforehand, right. before the show was started, and that is uh, Fancy Feasts Act, mm -hmm. which I have not seen, but when I put out there that I was going to be doing this, everybody said, Oh, you need to book Fancy Feast NPR Act. You need to book her NPR Act. You need to book her NPR Act. And I was like, okay, cool, totally, yeah, I'll do that. Because uh, everybody was so excited about it. Uh, I don't want to... So, it's a similar kind of to a Dolores Umbridge thing. Okay. She's mashing up the concept of polite NPR radio voice with something else. Oh, cool. Awesome. Uh, I look forward to that. Yeah, and much like the... Like I say with Legs Malone... Uh, I'm really excited because this is a thing where I don't know if I would really get to book Fancy Feast for... We had her in a comic book one once where she did Ghost World. Oh, cool. That wasn't an official... It wasn't an official D20 burlesque sanctioned one. It was when mm. we did our Rat Queens tribute. Oh, nice. So, so it was like Rat Queens, but also like women in comic books right. show uh, with B.B. Hart. So she was in that one, but other than that, I haven't really been able to figure out a way to book her in a D20 burlesque show. So I was really excited when this came up, which is also probably one of the reasons why I was like, okay, fine, I'll do this podcast show uh, so I can book Fancy Feast, because she's go. wonderful. That, so that sounds like a deal to me. 
Um, so let's see. We've talked about NPR and Night Vale, and I'm just trying to think of all the bullet points. The Nerdist, like, <laughs> hitting all those podcasts. So before we talk about more performers for the show, uh-huh. do you have a favorite podcast or favorite podcast besides Crash Chords, of course? Of course. Um, are there any podcasts that you listen to regularly that um, aren't being featured in the show, but you'd like to share that you listen to? Yeah. Um... I listen to a lot, and I'm always really interested to find new podcasts mm-hmm. uh, for lots of different reasons. Because there's sometimes there's a podcast where you just need something short. It's a short subway ride. Mm-hmm. You want something upbeat. Some are research. Some are just for fun. Uh, some I can't listen to while walking alone at night. Uh, <laughs> like so, I listen to Knife Point Horror, right, which sure. is a great one. Uh, ooh, caveat, caveat. We can talk about something else about that later. Okay. But um. You know, I really like, you know, I listen to the stuff from Earwolf, so all of that kind of things. Um, My friends have a podcast called The Pull List, which is a comic book one. So they talk about comic books, and they also talk about, like, uh, nerdy TV and movies, which is great. And that's a really great one, because along with it being a very funny podcast... And they they don't do enough of it. They should record more of it. Uh, <laughs> but it's one of the delightful things about that is because I'm friends with the two guys on the thing. It's kind of like getting to sit down and have a conversation with them. Yeah. One lives in Philadelphia. One lives in Boston. They do it via like phone. Oh, cool. Um, but uh, it's it's kind of nice to sit down and be like, oh, I just heard them talk about like yeah. you know, it's like a conversation where I'm just very quiet. Yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> so I really like that one. Um, there's one that I listen to purely for research purposes. Okay. Which is I listen to the podcast OMFG, which is on Ear Pop. So not Earwolf, but Ear Pop, the, the offshoot of it. Um, which is a podcast where they interview people 25 and under to find out new slang, what's like, what's going on, and stuff like Interesting. that. Interesting. Yeah, and these are two women that are older than me. Uh-huh. Uh so it's kind of cool to like listen to it and be like, oh, I know that, I know that one, I know that one. But it's also really interesting to find out stuff that like, like what's it like to be a fourteen-year-old nowadays? Sure. Because I don't know that. Um, I don't know that I knew what it was like to be a fourteen-year-old when I was fourteen. So <laughs> fair point. Um, but that's a good one. Just it does help me learn stuff and like they talk about like cool new apps, like the apps that the youths are listening to <laughs> uh, are using. Um, uh, but the one thing that has been really cool about it is that it has delved a lot into uh, queer issues and gender issues. Oh, cool. Uh, so, like, they have a lot of trans people. They have, like, gender-neutral people. They talk about, like, all kinds of different relationships. Um, and it's really... I'm glad that there's a voice for that. I mean, I know that there's people who do identify as genderqueer. Yeah, like, yeah, they yeah, probably yeah, have sure. their own podcast. Yeah, yeah. But it's really nice to kind of see these women encounter this for the first time and to see them learn and yeah. over like the year of listening to this podcast have seen them be aware of like asking people's pronouns yeah so it's kind of a cool social uh like sociological thing to listen to this podcast and see them change as they've done this uh, yeah and i've changed as well because i've learned like i've learned the slang and i've learned different stuff through it so that's a cool one that's awesome yeah uh stuff with that like especially like pronouns like I'm just so bad at remembering anything and so like I've I've spent 10 minutes calling someone the wrong pronoun just because I had no idea and they politely correct me and I feel awful and so I'm always trying to be super aware of that and you know I want people to feel comfortable and I always want them to you know if you want to be called a certain thing 
Like, yeah. I want to call you that. I want to yeah. refer to you as what what you are, because that's what you are. So, you know, I think it's cool that there's a podcast where, you know, you're kind of learning along with these ladies. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I hate being in that kind of situation where I do something without my knowledge to, to upset somebody, because I don't want to mm-hmm. do that, you know? Yeah. On the podcast, too, it came up really organically uh, where they had a person on the show and they said something about like oh you you're dressed like a woman and they're just like oh well i am kind of and and then they were just like ha ha ha, ha what <laughs> and and then like from there they went on to actually do a whole separate they call it like omfg investigates where they just did a thing where they just talked to kids in their 20s and younger about gender and sexuality and oh, if cool. yeah there's actually this really interesting studies where they're saying that uh, granted, they did the study in Los Angeles, so it's a little bit skewed data, but uh, that only like 30% of kids nowadays consider themselves just heterosexual. Right. Yeah. And wow. like, that's amazing. That's crazy. Yeah. Right? Like, that's a super great statistic yeah. to hear that like people are way more comfortable with this and identifying in all these different ways. Uh, so. Yeah, the podcast has been really good for that. Do, do you want a little handy hint for if you mispronounce somebody or yeah, anything Yeah, please. Like that? I would love that. So um, I have many people in my life that are close to me that mm-hmm. are trans or gender. Do you do you have the E for explicit on this podcast? Uh, I believe so. People have cursed on it. So okay, okay. So gender neutral, gender fuck, stuff like yeah, gender queer. Yeah. Um, so the best way of what I have been told is to, if you catch yourself doing it, you look at them, you say, I'm sorry I fucked up. I'll try better next time. And then you just move on. Oh. And, then, and that's the best way to do it. Because the most important thing is if you mess it up is to not be like hyper apologetic. I'm yeah. a very hyper apologetic person. Me too. So I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry I did that thing. It's You don't want to make it about you. You want to acknowledge you messed up, say you're going to fix it, and just move on. That's so. awesome. <laughs> yeah, I've had the same experience also with... So uh, all my life, for some reason... I've always referred to ladies as hun or sweetie or whatever. I don't know. I think I get it from my father a little bit. And it's also, it's just a thing I've kind of always did. And some people don't mind, especially in the burlesque community. People are very flirty and don't mind. And everyone gets along. But there are performers who that makes them uncomfortable. And I don't want to do it because it's not even a sexual thing. It's just a, it's just a thing I've kind of always done. And mm-hmm. so um, I had to learn to not. So now I don't. And I can actually, I'm so aware of my language and stuff. And so that too, like pronouns and all that, it makes me so much more aware of my language and me as a person which I've learned a lot about myself also through being more aware of that stuff. Yeah, it's really, uh, one of the things that I catch myself on is when sending out an email is uh, doing like the, hey ladies, yeah. which is like such a general thing when I'm sending it out, but it's one of those moments where even if I don't know if there's somebody in the, in the like the, email list that's that's not female identified you don't know you don't know what's going on and having heard uh, a gender neutral person talk about like that small microaggression like and how painful it is and like they don't want to correct or if they're not out about it and it's just like this little thing so it's you know it's not that hard i i grew up on the east mid coast of pennsylvania um coast Coast border border of pennsylvania (laughs) there's a river there that's like a coast right right um so I grew up uh, with the general saying of like use guys, use guys, use, use guys, use, use guys. guys. Yeah, hey, use guys. Like, what are you guys <laughs> doing today? So like, I that's an often thing. I want to be like, hey, you guys. Uh, 
but there's also people who kind of get uncomfortable with that. So yeah. I am fully rejecting my Pennsylvania roots, <laughs> and I'm gonna go or Eastern Pennsylvania, and I'm started doing y'all. Y'all, because y'all, there you go. that's is, just y'all. That's it's everybody. one of the most inclusive greetings you can give to. Hey, y'all, everyone. <laughs> exactly. You all. Yep. Yeah. It's literally you all. <laughs> You couldn't be more inclusive than that. Yeah, so. That's great. That's funny. <laughs> um, so a podcast t- uh, tangents aside, um, is there any other reason why you've kind of been more listening to so many podcasts and decided to do a podcast show? Is there anything else podcast related? Yeah. I mean, I have come along with podcasts. In the beginning, I was very... I didn't understand them. I uh-huh. didn't get it. You know, I have been in New York I think like eight years and upon moving here and having commutes and subway rides and stuff like that I was so excited about the idea of getting to read all the time and listen to music but uh unfortunately when I read I tend to fall asleep and (laughs) not great for traveling somewhere yeah not great for traveling on a subway you don't want to fall asleep on your subway and miss your stuff uh and music you know, I was having to try to find stuff to download, and it was kind of, I was running into problems with it. So I started thinking about podcasts. My friend Harjit uh, had suggested Comedy Bang Bang. So I started listening to that, and from there, I just kind of have been picking up ones that people have recommended to me, and I'm always excited to find about new ones. And kind of like I was saying earlier, what's great about podcasts is you can listen to something funny for half yeah. an hour. You can listen to, like, the interviews on Nerdist. Yeah. And, like, those are, like, sometimes two hours long, and they're fascinating, and they're great. Uh, I can listen to ones about topics I want to learn about. I can listen to scary ones. Like, there's just so much out there. So whatever mood you're in, it's really great to have a podcast to be able to listen to. And podcasts are, you know, they're a 21st century invention. We live in a world now where you can stream movies, you uh, Netflix binge entire series. You know, it's we live in a world where you digest your media when you want to digest it. Right. Uh, and podcasts are that. I mean, I don't listen to the radio. I can't even, except for yeah. like when I rent a car. I can't only- even think, yeah, I never I never do anymore either. I mean, that's essentially what podcasting is, is talk radio without the radio part. Exactly. And it's wonderful because I will now just download a bunch of podcasts when I'm going on a trip and listen to that on the radio. Uh, because it's, it's you getting to choose what your radio is and getting to listen to it. And yeah, it's wonderful. And, um, you know, it's, it's the fact that, you know, you can buy a good microphone, you can learn the software, and you can record it and send it out. And I'm sure if I had a podcast, like, my mom would love to listen to it because I don't call her enough and she wants to hear my voice more often, you know? You'd think that'd work, but my mom still <laughs> calls me and complains that I don't call her enough. She doesn't listen to my podcast, and I have two of them. And she knows how to use Apple devices, so she has no excuse. Um, but no, I mean, it's now that I listen to a lot of them and I'm learning more about them that I possibly want to get into podcasting myself. Wow, cool. What kind of show do you think you'd want to do? I want to do a podcast where people are telling horror stories or sci-fi stories that have been written, either stuff that's in public domain uh-huh. or something that uh, like aspiring writers could submit and that we would read it on the show. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. That's a really neat idea. Yeah, so I already the title is going to be called No One Can Hear You Scream, <laughs> which is fun because it brings in the horror, yeah. it brings in the sci-fi aspects, but it's also a podcast, and so it's funny because you're listening, but then no yeah. one can hear you, you scream. scream. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's great. I, I enjoy that. Um, um, and uh, do you have any idea when you may be starting it, when people can expect to hear it, or is this kind of like... 
a near future thing. It's it's a near future thing. I had originally wanted to have it done before this show so uh-huh. I could promote it at the show. Unfortunately, life throws you some curveballs sure, and you run out of time to do stuff. Um, at this point, I'm just trying to kind of pair up with people who have experience and learn from them, try to start making uh, an accumulation of public domain things that we could read right. and then reaching out from there so I can get kind of a backlog so I could roll it out. But hopefully soon, if any of you out there are listening and want to sponsor uh, <laughs> No One Can Hear You Scream, you can contact me. Uh, tweet at me at Anya Keister. There you go. <laughs> or if you have something you would like us to read, you can let me know that too. Yeah, at this point, it's very kind of just putting ducks in a row and getting it out there and starting to record it. Great, cool. All right, let's uh, let's go wrap back around to why we are here today, besides to chat with you, is <laughs> to talk about this podcast show. So why don't we give the audience a clean uh, wrap-up of when it is, what's happening, and how they can check it out or find out about it. Great. So it's on Saturday, May 28th, 7 p.m., 7 different than normal D20 burlesque time, so come an hour earlier, at the Parkside Lounge, which is in the Lower East Side of Manhattan in New York City. Uh, You can get your tickets now. Tickets will be on sale until the Friday before the podcast. Uh, You can find it podcastburlesque.b as in boy, p as in Peter, t as in Thomas, uh, dot me so podcastburlesque.bpt.me and that's where you'll find all the tickets so you can get pre-sale tickets there will be $20 general admission at the door as cool. well or you can always find out more information at d20burlesque.com or on our Facebook facebook.com slash d20burlyq Awesome. And where can the listeners find you on the internet? You can find me on Facebook. <laughs> at, uh, Facebook. This is fun because I listen to a lot of podcasts where they have to do this exact thing. And now I'm getting to do this exact thing. Super fun. Um, I'm uh, on Instagram, Anya Keister. Twitter, Anya Keister. Facebook, Anya Keister Burlesque. What? Uh, I had to deviate. Um, you can come to one of my shows. You right. can find me there. Uh, yeah, that's that's the main place I'd say to... If you want to see me, Instagram. If you want to see me sometimes, right on Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> if you, you want to see photos of me and find out where I'm doing, Facebook. Awesome. Well, I thank you for coming on the show. I thank you for allowing me to be part of your show, which I'm very excited yeah. about. And um, and uh, it's a pleasure having you on now both of my podcasts. Yay. So thank you for joining thank me. Yeah. And uh, we will do this again soon. We'll have to give the audience an update on how this went. Plus, you did promise to bring Kanye on the other show. Yeah. Much to our chagrin. Oh, my God. I can't wait to talk about Kanye West. Yeah. I mean, I will say that we did enjoy having you because you are particularly nerdy about music <laughs> like us and took lots of notes. So that's always yeah. fun. So thank you, Anya Keister, for joining me, and uh, that's it. If you enjoyed these interviews, please subscribe to this and the Crash Chords podcast on iTunes, where you can also rate us and review us. You can also like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Crash Chords Web, our Tumblr, and our YouTube channel. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to post in the comment area below each post. And keep the discussion going, because remember, music is life, and life is good. (laughs) 